This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. My name is Kirsten. Welcome to the show. This is our third episode. It's pretty exciting, right, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Connor just looks... Everyone was about to laugh the the entire time. (laughs) I couldn't contain my laughter. All right, so, Kirsten, would you like to just give us a little bit about who you are, what you do, that kind of stuff, so just people know what you're about, because I don't know who you are, Kirsten. Who's this Kirsten lady? I'm That's about, what everybody's asking right now. I'm about the Christian life, yo. Oh, okay. <laughs> yo. The, the Christian, Christian life, life didn't find you. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were going to say. You, you know what we were going to I didn't reference, choose folks. the Christian life. The Christian life chose me, go. and then I found these people, so. Yeah, and everything went downhill from there. Yep, and that's how I got on here, you guys. And that's how the world ended. No. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Tell, tell us more about yourself, Kristen. Yeah. What, what do you do? What, that's, that kind of stuff. Job. And also tell us about types of art. Yeah, you... types of art you're interested in, mainly. Because since this is a podcast about art. Uh, Christian art, that is. Well, I enjoy musical art. I enjoy um, body art, most specifically piercings and tattoos. Oh, controversial. controversial. (laughs) We're going to get into that in this episode. So be watching out for that. Yes. Self, Kirsten? Oh, no. I would. <laughs> so that, like, that's kind of what we're asking. Is like never, expression. ever do it yourself. And make sure you always go to a professional. <laughs> like, yes, this is a good no. point. Because I feel like doing a tattoo on your back would be really hard to do by yourself. <laughs> or on your forehead. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could well, do it in the mirror. Yeah. yeah, mirror. I have a feeling that would be probably easier than doing it on your back. Yeah. Though I guess you could look in a mirror in that situation. You can have <clears throat> you can have like a double mirror situation going on. Okay, so let's jump in then. Yeah, we're gonna jump right into the topic of this episode. All right, so uh, we were planning on talking about like controversial topics um, this time, uh, but we got a question that kind of shifted the focus a little bit and kind of gave us the whole theme for the podcast. So I'm going to just read that right now. It's from at Sarah Jean Phipps on Twitter. Um, And she says, why does Christian fiction have to be so lame in Terabang? Why can't we have edgy and interesting? Look at Genesis. It's crazy racy. And that is the truth, people. If you read Genesis, there's some messed up stuff in there. And if you like Genesis, I would recommend Song of Solomon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good, though. Oh, my. (laughs) That's a better thing to read than... Well, anyway, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But anyway, so... uh... What do you guys think about? What do you guys think about? Yeah, that? so we're talking about edginess in Christian stories and Christian, uh, you know, other art forms and stuff like that. Like, what's, you know, because a lot of Christian fiction, especially, is like really cheesy. cut and dry, cheesy. Everything is good, kind of stories, and that's not life. Everything ends perfectly. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, though, that. That's what how people view Christianity. Do hmm. uh, everything Christianity. they can't. They basically view it as they can't have any fun, and it's all cheesy content, content, and all like cliches and everything mm-hmm. like that. The stigma is that everything is perfect. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing though. It's because we keep making fiction like that that the stigma continues, and we're I limited feel. to this box. And yeah. As Christians, we have so much more that we could be doing with literature and stuff mm-hmm. simply because we are free of all of what 
um, society considers as good entertainment and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, let's let's have some examples of just terrible Christian fiction. Do you have a specific thing that you want to talk about? Well, the the movie God's Not Dead. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying it like, was terrible, uh, but half of it, half of <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Half of it was terrible. There were some good points. There there, there were, were a lot good of points. good stuff in there, but the overall story was lame and the mm-hmm. main character didn't really have a lot of good points yeah, against really. evolution and neither did the teacher <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah. it was a really dumb argument <clears throat> so yeah if you guys don't around. know what we're talking about uh god's not dead um it's a christian movie that came out uh i think last year was it yeah about last year I think so. and yeah so you can go ahead and check out that if you want um, not, and we're not recommending it, but I mean, it could be informative. But one thing you should check out: um, a YouTuber I follow named Kevin McCreary did a movie review on that, and it is both hilarious and completely true. And you should both, if you haven't watched the movie, watch the movie just for in, inform, informative purposes, and then watch that review and see everything that's wrong with it. And then you'll know what we're talking about. So I'll put both of those in the liner notes. Another example would be Son of God, the movie that came out last year as well. You haven't haven't seen seen either of them, Kirsten? (laughs) That's okay. That movie, you haven't seen it either. I haven't seen Son of God, no. I mainly didn't see it because you told me not to see it. (laughs) We, We saw it with the youth group, and most everybody liked it because, you know, it's a Christian movie. But you kind of feel obligated to like it, really. (laughs) I I did at first, and they had, you know, overall it was an intriguing movie. But at the end of it, I was like, you know, it's it was an okay movie, but they got some stuff wrong that they didn't really need to get wrong. But I just overlooked it. And then we were talking about the movie afterwards, and the more and more I thought about it, the more angry I got, because they did way more damage than they did good, because they portrayed Jesus. As a pert plus hair, <laughs> super nice to everybody. Okay, but the, and and they put the uh, the turning over the tables scene and you um, know put uh, whipping whipping the uh, well using a whip to drive people yes. out of the temple. Yeah, it doesn't know. specifically say in the Bible that he whipped people. But it doesn't say that he did it. <laughs> it doesn't That's say that true. he did. That's true. But that scene was in there. Except he walks up, looks very sad, like. And very concerned, <laughs> and he flips over one table. <laughs> There's nobody at the table. He just dumped, yeah, that's what it was. Oops. He, dumped, he dumps over money, and he's like, "This is my father's house." And they weren't even in the temple; they were outside of it. What? They, they were like the temple wasn't even like near. And I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> um, Let sorry? me stand a long yeah. distance away from the temple and flip this yeah, table. Maybe, maybe, sorry, maybe I'm, this. your father's house is actually on the other side of yeah. the street. <laughs> Maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering that wrong, but I'm, as far as I can remember, they didn't really see a temple. Well, then that also leads back into the question. Though, I was like, great, now we have these Christian movies that basically don't portray actual Christianity or and a very weak life. version. Yeah, and weak version of Christianity and life. Then we got other movies on the other hand that are coming out and are basically. Um, atheist directors creating air quote. <laughs> Christian movies. Yeah. 
And then everyone's like, oh, well, this is obviously how the Bible is, and this is why we shouldn't <laughs> listen to it. Yep. That's it is interesting seeing so many Hollywood remix of things nowadays, like the Mo or nothing Moses. Uh, oh yeah, it was Moses. Yeah, it was Moses. Moses and or I guess it was Exodus no, is what the name of it called. Oh Exodus, yeah, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Yeah. And then uh, Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the soundtrack to Noah. <laughs> Clint Mansell did that. I'm kind of a film score buff, so you, if you want to check out that film score because it's great, but don't check out the movie because it's dumb. <laughs> I didn't see it. But I read lots of reviews, and basically, it has basically no resemblance to the actual Noah story at all. Um, it might be a good story on its own merit, but I feel like I would just get angry if I ever watched it, really. Um, Our dad saw it and said yeah. it was nothing like the Bible, and I trust my dad, so. Wait, know. when did dad see it? He saw it on an uh, airplane on his way oh, to a mission. Oh, that's show. right. He was telling us about that. Yeah. He said I was bored and... You know, might as well. I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more thing I do want to add about the uh, Son of God movie. Mm-hmm. This kind of backtracking, and maybe you can just edit this in the middle. But uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> That's too much work. Okay. But also, uh, Jesus was very human, and the fact that he didn't know anything really, he had visions of the future that told him what was going to happen. Like, as if he didn't even know that he was going to be crucified until he had a vision of it at the, at the Last Supper. That doesn't make any sense Thank you. Then. Yeah. Huh. So he, he was sitting there, and he was like, oh, Wait a guys. second. Yeah, no. Guys, I have to die. This is not good. <laughs> I did not sign up for this. <laughs> it wasn't like that. But he, he got this perplexed, concerned look on his face. Like, guys, I'm going to die tomorrow. And he was like... He knew that. Mm-hmm. And then um, when Peter, uh, then actually Jesus just like stormed out for some reason. I don't even remember. He like, he like walked out and Peter came up to him and was like, I will never betray you. And Jesus was like, oh, thanks, Peter. And he gives him a hug. He's all happy. And then he has a vision of the future. And he's like, oh, you're actually going to betray me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh dear. What is this? Oh what is Jesus? Have you have you got have either of you guys watched uh, the Bible miniseries? No, but the Son of God movie was supposed to be oh based it, on it, it, like no, that it same... was the TV show, oh. just made into a movie. They just collaged a bunch of stuff from Jesus' sure? life as the TV show. Yeah, no, I'm because positive. they're making another documentary right now or yeah. another series right now that's AD. That's oh, that's the one that's being advertised on the History Channel, right? <clears throat> Yes. Okay. See, I'm looking it up right now. What? But yeah, that definitely was from the TV show. <clears throat> there was a TV show I was watching the so. other day that um, this is a little off track, but it was. It's all right. The with... entire podcast has been a little off track so far. <laughs> but basically, it was um, recalling the life of Jacob and his wives, and just going through their story and stuff. Is... I just randomly came across it on the TV. I was like, okay. Okay, I there we go. That's a good place to kind of draw this back in. Um, oh, yeah, it's an adaptation of the 10-hour miniseries. Yep. Okay. So okay, it just so was a- the TV AD show. Is, is going to be after Jesus. Yeah. Though. Okay, that makes sense. It's going um, to be so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they got the Look Old Testament the right. I don't know. It is Probably not. terrible. They got the um, Old but Testament anyway, right. uh, that actually, the point you just made about 
What was the point you just made? <laughs> I was just talking about how I came across um, Jacob and his many yes, wives. Yes, there you series. go. Okay, that actually can get us back on track because, okay, we, we talk about Jacob. He had many wives. Yeah. And see, what I love about the Bible is that it doesn't pull any punches. Um, it doesn't – okay, one thing you have to understand about the Bible is just because it says someone did this in the Bible does not mean it is okay to do. Truth. Uh, and, that, and that's something that so many people are like, oh, the Bible ha- you know, condones rape and it condones murder and all this stuff. And no, it doesn't. Uh, lots of people did those things in the Bible. It doesn't mean you should do those things. It's an actual recording of history. Yeah, and that's what's awesome about the Bible is it doesn't pull any punches. It tells you exactly what happened to these people, and it does not gloss over their lives in any extent at all. And that's something that's very important in this society now with everyone's like, well, we can't just push rape to the side and stuff like that. That's exactly what the Bible's... Um, not doing this. It's not pushing it to the side. It's bringing it yeah, out and saying that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. This is what they did. They're not pushing it aside like how we many other situations. That. Yeah. yeah. That's an uncomfortable topic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good place uh, to center this conversation. Well, I mean, wasn't it Genesis? It's in Genesis, right, where that one lady... Uh, hammers a stake into somebody's head. <laughs> it's not that's in Genesis, Genesis right? no. That's in like first, second Samuel, first, second Kings, somewhere around there. Okay, uh, so even then, the Bible... And that's the thing. First, second Samuel, first, second Kings, they talk about like so many messed up things that happened to these people and they killed each other and, you know, it's just messed up, man. Like David and Bathsheba and, you know, all that stuff. And that's what that's one of the things that makes makes me know that the Bible is what it says it is, is because if a person was writing that and not a person inspired by God, they would gloss over those things. They would be like, well, especially if they're writing about their lives. And most of be them like, were. And most of them were. Like the whole Moses thing. Moses wrote, you know, his story down. Uh, all of his mistakes. And all of his mistakes are in there. If Moses was actually writing it, he would gloss over those mistakes. He because would, it's, it's because human nature. Because he's human. Yeah. But the Bible does not pull any punches throughout its entire narrative. It just tells you what happened. And it it basically, it's like, okay, this happened. You need to use your judgment based on what the rest of the Bible says as to whether or not this was an okay thing to do. And the thing is, it's really easy to do that, and people <laughs> don't do that. They kind of just take a verse out of context, and you're like, oh, well, the Bible condones rape. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Read this verse. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. And read the context. And read of the, the context. Verse. That's oh, that's something I hate. I just hate it when people just take one verse. You remember that verse, judge not? Well, that's actually only one part of a verse, and the rest of the verse tells you all the reasons you should judge people. <laughs> Seriously, if you're one of the people who uses the judge not verse, please go grab your Bible and read the rest of it. And you should look up uh, when we understand the text video about judging. It's perfect. I know we and mentioned that, that in a, uh, when we understand the text. Yeah. And I'll put that in the liner notes, so you should listen, uh, watch that. It's pretty great. The main thing we really just need to say is that you just need to read your Bible. Because <laughs> if you're if you're honestly yeah. calling yourself a Christian and you're like, judge not, and you've never actually read the verse yourself, 
That's a problem. <laughs> like that's just, called parody. <laughs> yes, that's called hypocrisy. And that's hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. <laughs> hypocrisy <laughs> is how you pronounce that word. I prefer. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a psych reference. Good uh, job, Connor. Anyway, um, just the other day, I think it was no, it, was, it wasn't yesterday. Just the other day, I was on a, an atheist um, page. And I could have sworn that Hitler was a hardcore atheist. I could have sworn. And I don't know why. And I wrote that on there and I was like, it, they were they were ripping on, uh, I forget who it was, it was some sort of Christian. And they were like, you know, Christians are terrible because this guy did this. And I was like, are you kidding me? Hitler was an atheist. I, 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 like, no matter, no matter who it is, no matter what beliefs you have, but beliefs, air quotes, you're some most people don't actually follow the thing that they mm -hmm. claim to believe mm -hmm. and they contradict that yep. but then that doesn't make the religion wrong that makes the person wrong oh that's a good quote and that's pithy that's what i keep trying to tell them but uh, seriously though you even i made that huge mistake because i didn't actually look up what I was talking about before <laughs> I was like, oh, there's an atheist. And they're like, are you stupid? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually what happened. For the record, Hitler was technically not an atheist. Yes. He was technically Roman Catholic, but he changed all of the Roman Catholic. Basically, beliefs. he made his own religion. Yeah. He claimed to be Roman his own Roman religion Catholic. based like on the Aryan race. Anyway, get get back to uh, yeah. let's get back to the topic at hand. Were we on the topic at hand? <laughs> <laughs> no, Somewhat. we were not. No, we were actually. We were. Somewhat. I don't care. Anyway, it still had to do with Genesis and. Okay, so let's go back to um, Sarah's question, though. What would mm -hmm. what's what why exactly does, we need to do in order why does to Christian fiction why is Christian fiction so lame and what can we do to fix that? Pretty much. By reading your Bible. Well, that's <laughs> a great point. Yeah. Read your Bible, figure it out what it actually says and how the Bible what the Bible's views are on all of these topics, and, and then you'll understand that the Bible doesn't pull any punches, so neither should we. And don't change what you read. I don't care how much better it will look on a in better. a movie. No, that is great grammar. Just keep it how it is. If God wrote it, why do you feel the need to change it? True dad. And also truth. Especially if you're a Christian artist, like um, you use your talents to worship God. Mm -hmm. This is something that you definitely should pray about as well. Yeah. Like, God, how would I be able to go about spreading your truth through um, the, the gifts and talents you've given me in order to bring glory to you. Don't take it lightly. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if, if, you're, if you have a big audience, don't take that lightly. Any, a, a little thing that you could say or do could completely turn people away. Yep. Do your research, people, both in the Bible and outside of the Bible. If you're just talking about, like with Connor on the uh, <clears throat> Hitler is an atheist thing, if you're going to write a, an alternate history or even like a historical novel about that time period, do your research, figure out if what Hitler actually believed, and then you can properly portray this. Same thing if you're maybe if you're going to write a historical novel based on Bible times. Do your research both in the Bible and in other historical texts based in that period. And that's a little bit off topic, but I felt like it was pertinent to say. Pertinent? Pertinent. That's a word. That's, that's a word. It's a, hmm. a word, and I used it correctly. Oh. Cool. Well, maybe I, okay, actually, I think it would be better to use that word like this. 
that is pertinent to the topic. Slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Kind of adding an addendum to my own speech. Addendum? (laughs) (laughs) And this is our homeschooler trying to make words. (laughs) This is the homeschooler using big words, and the other homeschooler. Yeah, we are. Oh, so that's something you should have mentioned, Kirsten. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not actually homeschooled anymore, Oh, that's true. You graduated. Yeah, I'm graduated. And I graduated, too. Connor is still homeschooled, though. (sighs) Jelly. I go to school. You rock. Represent. I do rock. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're really Uh, off topic now. Yeah, we really... Let's go into... Well, do we want to switch gears here, or do we have a couple more things to say about edginess? I could tell the uh, the children's Bible story about how they left in the. Oh, let's let's talk about this. Um, when you're teaching the Bible to children. Oh, that's a good one. That is huge because mm. the Bible is not children friendly. Yeah, this is. True. And trying to make it child friendly is bad because as as a child I was taught many things and not not to diss on the people who taught me. But they, they believed it as well, that um, just just lots of different things that they tried to make very child-friendly mm-hmm. that that I grew up with, and that's what I remembered about it. That actually goes back to the whole, the Bible doesn't pull any punches. Yeah, I mean, and you shouldn't pull the punches with your children either, but and you shouldn't tell them, you shouldn't give them a Bible and yeah. say, go ahead and read whatever, guys. When you're dumbing down the Bible for children, you're not only making a mistake because the Bible doesn't pull any punches, you're also making a mistake because children aren't that dumb. Literally, they aren't. And this is something I've learned um, uh, looking up like children's fiction and YA and stuff like that, uh, you know, the different writing styles and how you would write those things. You, all the advice I've heard is you don't write down to your audience in that case. You don't because the children are, Children, we have to give children more credit. They understand a lot more than, they can understand a lot more than we give them credit for. The only reason that our generation right now doesn't is because that's the only expectations they've ever heard. They're expected to be stupid, and so they they are. I mean, it's kind of like the... It's just with children. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're raising a child and you don't have them do any work... I mean, they're, they're not going to grow up with any. Yeah, work they're, <laughs> they're not. They're not going to be. They're not going to expect that. And obviously, you're not going to like read through Genesis with your child and be like, "Well, this is what happened when this person did this thing, and it's horrible," and go into graphic detail. Obviously not. You but obviously you... do what's age appropriate at the time. Uh huh. But as the child grows older, yeah. explain more details. Explain more details. To... Yeah. But never just I mean, you skip even... over the Bible, parts of the Bible, and never change parts of the Bible. Mm-hmm. You're not God. Don't change what it says. You I can mean, paraphrase. Sure, that's that's completely okay. If you but... actually are teaching your kid well, and you're you know actually. If you're actually raising your kid well, you know what they can handle and what they can't. And, I mean, there are some things you should never skip over in the Bible when you're telling the full story. But I feel like there are some parts, some, like, books of the Bible, like Song of Solomon. You don't need to tell that to your kids until they are older. Your kid is I mean, five years old. Yes. Chances are all your kid needs to know is... 
when mommy and daddies love each other very much, <laughs> this is God's design and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and this person killed this person. It was bad. There you go. Don't do that. <laughs> Please do not use Actually, these as actual like... references. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a little, you just shouldn't. Yeah, no. tell that story to your kids. Well, I don't know. Like you can yeah. just tell them. You can stuff say they, they killed. They, you can say they killed someone. Well, yeah, but I mean, if but I mean, you're not obviously. You probably you won't tell the story yeah. of the the lady who staked a person in the head to your five year old in the first place. <laughs> I mean, place. just th- there's no need. There's not going to be anything they're going to take out of that. Part. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just gotta you you tell them things that they're going to understand and be able to. Um put into their life like I'm not saying like biblical applications that they can start practicing at the age of five but like <laughs> just things that they will be able to what's the word I'm looking for uh, be on the same level with mm-hmm. like things that they just you take the Bible in, you take the Bible in layers yes you say okay this is the first layer you give the gospel message and all the pertinent points that the child needs to know yes. As she, as he or she grows, you keep adding more layers and more complexity and more moral, great, you know, moral complexity, to make it continue to make more sense as they get older. And definitely encourage the child to ask questions because, as a parent, you're the one who needs to be answering these questions, or else, where else is your child going to turn to at this point? To secular schools mm. or Other friends? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we all know how that turns mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Also, if you think that we're a bunch of idiots talking about this because we don't have kids, and if you're sitting there like, Well, that's Yo. what you guys think. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> snap. If, if you're a parent and you're sitting there like, oh, these kids don't know, understand how hard it is to teach children or whatever, and, you know, there's no way we could do all of those things. Well, we know what we're talking about because we're kids. Or we used to be kids, mm. and we understand how it is yeah. to be parented, and we understand what we want to be parented. Uh, we understand how, how we want, want to be parented. parented. We understand how we want to and obviously learn that's, these things. Like that's not the complete picture, and you're not going to get the the way you should be that a kid should be parented from the kid's perspective entirely, because then yeah. you're always going to get ice cream. <laughs> Before it did. But oh, even yeah, then, yeah. like, this is directly from how my mom taught. Mm-hmm. Like, she was always open for questions and stuff when I was younger, and I was comfortable enough to go right. to her for any questions that I had yep. about anything. Same Because with our that's how it should be, mm-hmm. is that the parents should be the ones the kids trust and go yeah. to in order to learn about these things. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back into the main focus of the, of the podcast is, you know, the edginess and fiction and stuff like that. Um, with fiction one of the main things you're trying to do is get people to ask questions and to answer some questions or, you know, have the characters answer some questions at least. Um, you obviously shouldn't be like moralizing at the end of the story and saying, oh, this is the moral of the story and this is what this means. But the character should be asking questions and discovering answers to those questions. And those things should be difficult things. Those should be, you should be talking about sex. You should be talking about violence. You should be talking about drugs. You should be talking about all of these things because that's life and people have questions about these things and we need to be talking about these things because not talking about these things doesn't help. And then we're in a generation where the parents don't want to talk about anything. So where does the kid go from a biblical standpoint? Mm -hmm. We can't go to schools. 
we can't go well most of us can't go to friends and then it's probably not recommended to go to friends yeah. either and we're general. not saying you can't but, do these things yeah, but you shouldn't but do these things it's not recommended simply because how are you supposed to get a biblical perspective from people who don't necessarily have the same um, understanding of the Bible as you do yes. but um, this is something that we as a church should be talking about though and answering these questions as well we can't mm-hmm. avoid those topics because, like, the, the whole topic of suicide we talked about last podcast, yep. or last mm-hmm. episode, just... Ha, you did it too. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> just the fact that if you don't talk about it, where are they going to go? Well, I mean, yep. if they don't understand that this is something normal to, to wonder about these things, then they feel so alone and they can't go to anybody. And then that leads them down a dark road. I mean, it t- not talking about any of those subjects could lead them down a very dark road. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you don't get it through their head, the, the consequences of their actions, mm-hmm. they're going to do it. And they might do it anyway, but that's that's out of your control then. Yeah. If you tell them and you're... There's one thing that I feel like all parents need to do a little bit more of is understand that children are going to make mistakes and that sometimes you need to let them make the mistake. Mm-hmm. If they're adamant about saying... No, I'm doing this. I believe this is the right thing to do. You should let you should say no. You're going to ruin your life if you do this, but still allow them to make the mistake and learn for themselves. And because if they don't, they're not going to learn. This obviously depends on the mistake. It depends and on the if situation it's, and the child. Yeah, and the child. We're yeah. not saying that it's like I want to have sex with my boyfriend. You oh, should be like, go okay, ahead. go ahead. You know, I know that's wrong, but you know, make your own mistake. And I don't, I don't, I don't do mean that. like, I don't mean it like that anyway. I of mean, you, went right you into should. That situation too. Yeah, of course I did. You know, I'm just trying to be real here, Kirsten. I don't, I don't feel like you should do it like that anyway. Of saying, oh, oh you, yeah. I'll let you make the mistake. It should be, no, we're sitting down and having a very long talk about all of this stuff. But at the end of the day. If they are adamant about making this decision, forcing them not to is not going to help at all. Now, if, if it's like going to church or something like that, something that they shouldn't be able to get out of, then, I mean, by all means, you're the parent of the house. You should be able to say, no, you're coming and doing this with us as a part of the family. But for some things, if they want to make the mistake... All, all you're going to do is make them angry at you and more rebellious about the situation until you allow them to make their own decisions. And that, that comes with trust, too. If you don't trust your kids, then they're not going to trust you back. I feel like we keep pushing this towards parenting for some reason. Yeah. Um, to to, to kind of tie this all together, um, this little segment anyway, <clears throat> um, we're not saying that you should, like, put sex scenes in your book. <laughs> That's not what we're saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're not saying that you should, like, have really graphic violence. Like, people are like, I'm not even going to go into, like, examples. But, like... But, again, this is going through biblical standpoint. Yeah. Something you should pray about. Mm-hmm. And the whole por- purpose of this is to not be the same as common media and mm-hmm. entertainment today. We're supposed to be making a difference in the world, and we're supposed to be standing out. Um, and that doesn't, you know... S- standing out by sugarcoating everything is not what we want to do. That's not the point. That's life not isn't biblical. Sh- life yeah. isn't sugarcoated. That's uh-huh. not Christianity. Anyone who's ever lived knows that it's never sugar- yeah. sugarcoated. Yeah, and so we're not saying that you should put sex scenes in your book per se, 
But we are saying you should deal with the ramifications of sex and violence and drugs and all of these things. Deal with the ramifications of it. You don't have to explicitly state or explicitly describe every detail of all these things. You don't need to describe any detail. You don't really need... Yeah, that's the thing. The best... <laughs> I was about to say the best sex scenes. <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. Please cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll put that on like a web extra or something. The best way to put something like that in your book is to just do a boot scene, which is mm -hmm. uh, who, who? Uh, Tracy that. Hickman and Margaret Weiss. I, I guess I should say Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hick Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. That's the way they're ordered in the book. Uh, the Dragonlance Chronicles. It's a fantasy series. Um, yeah, I was reading. They have like this. They have a. Th it's a three book trilogy. <laughs> long long story. It's a, no, no, short. no. Just like it's a trilogy, and there are annotations. They make like an annotated version, and during the annotation, like in the annotations for this specific scene where two characters have sex and basically it's like they're kissing they end the scene the scene picks up again they're putting their boots on and that is like on on the side tracy hickman writes and says um this is the kind of sex scene that i will always write because you are not gaining any information about these characters. You are not doing any character development, any plot development, if you show this sex scene, if you describe this sex scene. Nothing is being gained. You can The ramifications of this thing that just happened should be explored and should be dealt with, but you don't have to show the thing itself because everyone knows what happened, you know? And that's the kind of the, that's the best way I've always seen those kind of situations dealt with is you deal with the ramifications of it people everyone knows what happened you can even explicitly state what happened but you don't have to describe it because that's unnecessary detail that's not really going to help your book all right so we're gonna um change gears a little bit here and talk about a little bit about horror stories um if we're talking about specific examples of this <laughs> thank you for that sound effect this is why I'm on here. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about specific examples of edginess and stuff like that. Um, I've heard a lot of things being said about, you know, horror stories and how really like horror movies and stuff like that. Um, I guess horror stories falls under both of those categories. You know, horror fiction, horror. Um, Nonfiction. <laughs> horror nonfiction, I mean, horror movies, and even here. even to an extent like gothic rock or something like that could maybe even be in this. Uh, but that would be a kind of different thing entirely. But you know that basically what we're talking about horror stories. What do you guys think about that relating to Christianity? Like, is should be we be reading horror stories? Should we be writing horror stories? Well, I mean. It's all very, it, it really depends on the person, I would say, and I mean it always does with almost everything, is if if horror stories freak you out, don't force yourself to read horror stories. <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> if, if you can't be in a room alone and not freak out, I don't, mean, there's something wrong. Don't go so, watch um, The Lazarus Effect. Yeah. <laughs> don't go watch that movie. That was just a random example. I did. <laughs> we, well, we didn't know, but you you can't stand to be alone by yourself in a dark oh, room. Oh, no. That's, no, no, that's no, what no, we were I, saying. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. So, I, I mean, and there is a thing to be said about um, demonic activity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you're watching a movie that's legitly about demonic things, that's not something you should be putting into yourself. Well, okay, not necessarily. 
um, obviously you shouldn't be, especially if they're trying to glorify or oh, well, make yeah. make light of anything like that. You could watch or movie or like okay, we we say um, uh, what's his name? Um, Piercing the Darkness. Who's the author of that? Frank Peretti. Frank Peretti's series, like Piercing the Darkness, and then I can't remember the other one. Which is about demonic activity. Which basically it's about spiritual warfare behind the scenes of everyday activities. And that's that's not what we're saying. Yeah, we're not saying that you shouldn't read anything about demonic activity because that's also sugarcoating things because that happens. That's that's reality. Um, But we're, we're saying you shouldn't go filling your mind and heart and opening doors to places that you shouldn't be opening doors to. Uh, because that is a real thing and is dangerous to mess with. And I feel like this goes for all of the topics we're going to talk about today is that, or this episode, then today, whatever. It depends on the person throughout everything. That And we can't say this is wrong for sure because the Bible says specifically this is wrong. Yeah, because the Bible doesn't go around and saying this movie you shall not watch. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, who, I, I, I would... I believe everything is black and white, and I could back you up with that biblically any day, any time. But like seriously, find him, find him randomly on the street, and he'll yeah. have a he'll two have hour a discussion. two hour discussion with you about morality. Yeah, but, I will too. But yeah, but who? True. It really depends on where your heart is mm-hmm. with what you're watching, and that's a very good point. In um, Bible, mm-hmm. I don't know specific verse somewhere on the reference. Bible. <laughs> it's somewhere in the New Testament. That's all, that's all I can give. Here, I can look we it can up, look, that's look just it so we have a um, reference. It's about uh, if you have faith, if, if you don't have faith and you do something, it is considered a sin. If you don't have faith that this is right and you do something, like if you, if you were doubting yourself while you do something, if you're like, oh, this might be wrong, this might be right, that is a sin. Romans 14, 23. There you go. <clears throat> but whoever d- has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. There you go. So just, I mean, you, you have to just make the decision for yourself, per se, and say, and really just think about it and pray about it, obviously. I mean, that's what you should do for, like, everything. But just be You're like... You're going to be hearing that advice a lot on this podcast. When in doubt, pray. Just, and read your Bible. Yes. But <laughs> j- just think about it. I mean, like, I'm watching a scary movie. Oh, And I mean, most Christians would be like, oh, you're a demon. Like you're, you're a demon. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> demon possessed now because no person would ever want to watch that because I mean Christians don't watch that kind of stuff and Christians don't and listen to rock the, music. And this is the uh-huh. ext- okay. Yeah, listen, this is toxic. the extreme example. We're not saying everyone's like this. Oh no, I just said most. So <laughs> majority. We're not even saying that. No. Oh, I'm that's not that. true. No, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For rock music, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Calm down, there's anyway. like references. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. You're also going to hear a lot of that on this podcast specifically because Especially all three, the three of us are of us very are. big yeah. fans of Psych. So, yeah, I mean, basically, it just depends on whether or not you can handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes to the same thing with kids. I mean, you shouldn't tell your <laughs> you kids. You can't handle kids. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, like, with, with your kids, telling them about genocide and Noah's flood. I mean, that's not a pretty story to tell your three-year-old kid. And God killed everyone! (laughs) (laughs) That's how I tell it, too. Yeah, that's... that's not you, You have to make the decision and say, is this something that I should be putting into my head? 
And it also says in the Bible that whatever you put into yourself, it, that is what flows mm-hmm. out. Trash so, in, trash out. That's a yes. paraphrase of that verse. Yes. You just have to make the decision and say, is this good for me? And is this just, I mean, like, is, is this, this really harming real me? Life? Yes. Is this just fantasy? Calm yourself. We're having discussion here. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, like, a good way to look at this is... Um, drinking wine or something Mm -hmm. um there could be the extreme where you're an alcoholic in that case that's the um, case where yeah there's a sin for one point but also that's where you take extreme caution around Mm -hmm. alcohol um but the bible doesn't say anything against um alcohol in general it says stuff against drank wine yeah it says stuff about being drunk Mm -hmm. but not not necessarily about alcohol alcohol was okay yeah and like obviously limit the intake and it also mm-hmm. depends on the person again yeah see this is the thing i have made the decision that i will never drink alcohol um <laughs> simply because i know that if i ever started it would be a problem because i i kind of he has, just, a, he has a drink I have a juice drink, problem yeah <laughs> i just get like gallons of orange juice and i'll just sit there and just drink the whole thing in a day in an hour in an hour don't worry in there'll be hour. another episode of this podcast where we will <laughs> we actually, talk about my food intake well no this will be more of an intervention <laughs> we'll sell t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> but basically what i'm saying is i know myself and so i will stay away from specific things because um, well, sometimes I don't stay away from things that I know I should, and I really should know myself better. Um, but I try at least to stay away from things that I know I'll have a problem with because even if it's not necessarily wrong, the w- way you could use it is wrong. And I don't. I basically in all things with morality, where morality is concerned, you shouldn't be trying fi- trying to find ways to justify your actions. You should be trying to find ways to stay as far away from the line of sin as possible. It's not how close can I get, it's how far can I, or... How far how, can I stay away? How far can I stay away? Well, even then, it's more of how holy can I be? Yeah. Because that is what we're called to. Yeah. We are called to be holy. I that, can doesn't mean, that. that doesn't mean you should go get a bunch of piercings because you want to be holy. <laughs> but... Oh, wait, you're telling me that's not what it means? Dang it. Well. Nine uh, piercings in. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find that um, called to be holy verse. Uh, real quick, I just talk about a little bit more about horror stories. So um, a thing I've learned, and I, I think I kind of touched on this a little bit in the last episode, talking about a, um, a book I read. I don't think I referenced the book, but I referenced the idea anyway. Um, a book I read uh, called... Um, I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> it was something about outlining. I'll put the link in the liner notes. Um, it was by David Farland. Um, it's a really, really good writing book if like about outlining if you ever are interested in that. It's it's fantastic. Um, and one of the things he said in there, he was talking about a little bit about story theory. And he was talking about um, how stories are somewhat of like a simulation for life um, in a way that you're, you're helping people. And, and this is the pithy quote I had last um last po- uh, episode was we, as an artist you're helping people deal with reality through dreams um and that's you know that's the whole thing of the theory was that you're helping people deal with stressful situations um through these stories that are going through stressful situations and producing these same chemical reactions in your brain that will help you it you know it basically helps your brain deal with those same chemicals when they come up again in real life situations 
And I feel like that can that can be applied to horror stories too. Um, lots of people mm. will say like, <clears throat> "Good point." Mm-hmm. Lots of people, not lots of people, but people will say like, you know, you shouldn't read horror stories because maybe you're you shouldn't you know make yourself be afraid. You know what I mean? And I, I and, would agree. You know, to an extent, yeah, and that, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if I am deathly afraid of this, I'm not gonna read it. If if I find it thrilling. Then I mean, yeah, a, yeah. A thrill is much different than scaring me to the point of where I'm peeing my pants. Yeah, that's and and that's the thing. That different story. basically what I'm saying is with this theory of, and I I do believe there's a lot of fact behind the way that stories you know help your brain react to situations. Um, what you're doing is you're training your brain to deal with stressful situations, as we said, and so you're reading this horror story, and there's you know all sorts of creepy things going on and crazy things, and it's a thrill, and you're you're getting in, you know incredibly tense, and you just you know that's you're sending you're having your brain produce chemicals that would be produced in a situation <laughs> extremely similar to that one, and and so you know that that's one thing to be said for that. Uh, Kirsten, you had a Bible verse for us? Oh, yeah, the whole holy thing. It's First Peter 1, 15 and 16. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Yep. Hmm. And that's a good thing to live by, as yep. is most of the Bible. <laughs> or pretty much all of the Bible when you take it into proper context. Yes. And also <laughs> I'd like to say, uh, I'd like to, to, to close the... Uh, not not the episode, but the um, idea of whether you should whether or not you should make the decision or how you should make the decision on some of these things is by um, the the whole moderation idea that if you listen to swearing constantly, mm-hmm. if if you listen to the one Skrillex song your entire life, you're going to say the f word eventually. <laughs> it will happen. Because it, 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 whatever you put in does come out. But also, um, just train crash in my brain. Train crash. Obviously, you can't <laughs> prevent situations where you will hear it because obviously if you're mm-hmm. at work or something yeah. and or if you have non-Christian friends, you're, just you're obviously going to get exposed to yeah. it in regular life. Yep. You're not sheltered or anything. And that's what Jesus did. But you're also he not actively hung trying out with- he went and hung out with prostitutes and tax collectors yeah. and thieves and stuff. But you're not trying to actively like seek out these yeah. things and pour them into exactly. your daily life as examples with movies or TV shows mm-hmm. or music mm-hmm. or even books in this case. Yes, very much so books. There's a lot of dumb books out there you shouldn't read. Like Game of Thrones. Or, that uh, is a big no Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to give a little bit of a thing here, guys. Just don't, don't read it. Don't read the Game ends. of Thrones, people. I mean, just just, just don't. don't. I mean, seriously, there's so much crap in that series. Uh, we're probably gonna make some people angry, but I don't really care. Yeah. You shouldn't be reading. <laughs> well, that what series. do you think Jesus did his entire life? Made people angry. Nah, that's a good point. Yeah, if you're expecting to go through your Christian walk and be <laughs> super likable, honey, you're in for a surprise. It, all of the disciples, except for Kirsten James, said, "Honey, it's getting serious, people." Every single <laughs> disciple, except for James, including Jesus were killed terribly. <laughs> Peter was crucified upside down. John wasn't killed like that. John was boiled And in... he survived. That's even worse. <laughs> he died peacefully on an island. Yeah. 
writing Revelation. Oh, okay, John? but seriously. Yep. Oh, I thought it was James. Why did no. I think James? God walking on earth encountered so much hate and so much ridicule mm-hmm. and everything. Who are we to expect that we're going to be treated like princes and princes? And who that's a Bible we, verse. Yeah, and who are we to say that we should never try to not offend people? <laughs> yeah. that's Jesus did that's, that all the time. Jesus seemed more concerned about getting disciples uh, he he seemed less concerned about getting disciples or not not disciples. He he was less concerned about having people believe in him, and more concerned about, about having having people make the decision and not yeah. be lukewarm. Mm-hmm. There are thousands of people who followed him all around, and he turned around and said, "If you're gonna follow me, you have to do this." And they all left, and he wasn't he he wasn't concerned. He was like, "Okay, they're gone. Now I have just the good people who really want to follow me." Left and by the good, good examples, good examples. That's yeah, a good way not to exactly. That. Yes. Yeah. The, Thank g- you. The good people. The, the good don't people. sin. <laughs> so, turning the floor over to you, Kirsten. Uh, we're gonna delve into a little bit of a segment here about tattoos and piercings. As you know from listening to this podcast, Kirsten, do you have a tattoo? Um, I do not have a tattoo but yet, you're planning but I am on planning getting on getting one. She has, how many piercings did you say? I have, um, well, technically it's nine, nine. but one piercing has two pierced right. areas, so technically it would be, be eight. One. Okay, hmm. right. So. So, <laughs> lots of people might be thinking, oh no, but why did she do that to herself? That's just so bad. And if you sound hmm. like an 80-year-old man and you're, in fact, a woman, I feel sorry for you. Guys, I just thought of something. You know who else has piercings? Jesus. Jesus. Oh! And they're permanent. Oh. Wow. I think we could just end the podcast right <laughs> now. What? Dude. This has been the Christian that. artist, folks. No, no. I know, I'm kidding. No, no. Let's still go. No, no, Let's still go. I'm kidding. But seriously, I, I mean, yeah. there are multiple points in the Bible, like Jesus came up from the uh, grave and still had the piercings. He still has them. I mean, he didn't yeah. have, and they're, and I don't they're think he still piercings. Had, I don't think he still had the nails, though. Well, yeah, the nails. <laughs> but I mean, he could probably put nails in there. Like, and then <laughs> at this point, I would like to remind everyone again: get it done by a professional, <laughs> <laughs> not by a Roman torturers. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> that could just be you know that's just as a given. Just a given. Don't get your piercings or tattoos done by Roman Roman torturers. torturers. (laughs) Maybe mainly because they don't exist anymore, but... Hey, I mean, anything's possible in society. Time machines. I forgot that technology existed, but... All right, so back to tattoos and piercings. Well, I guess one thing I would probably start this off is with the obvious. What do you think... Typical Christians think of when they hear tattoos and piercings, mm-hmm. and and I think I did the impression <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah, he already did that. So so yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about your body as a temple, and you shouldn't be, you know, tattooing it. You wouldn't graffiti a temple is the the common thing that people say. And huh, I would if it was a good graffiti. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like no, but I actually message? have I actually have a point. To make not not now, I'll let you talk, but mm-hmm. I'll have something to wrap it up with. Unless you cover this, which you might, because you're smart. So okay. Well, the most common argument I hear mm-hmm. is um, 
well, back. Um, and the reason we're going we, into this is mainly because we're talking about edginess. Um, and this is kind <laughs> of a separate segment from the giant <laughs> conversation we had before. Edgy. edgy get, uh, that, no, that doesn't really no. make any sense, Connor. Okay. We're not we're not using blades to do this. Well, <laughs> if you are, you should probably go to someone professional. <laughs> Don't go to those Roman torturers. Uh, not a good idea. Okay. Anyway. Man, we got we have a we have an inside joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, you guys told me I shouldn't create one, and we create one anyway. Uh huh. So go ahead, Kirsten. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, it's okay. Like three times um, now. So pretty much the most common thing I hear is back. Um, especially, uh, I'm not exactly sure what part of the Old Testament, but it pretty much um, talks about how um, tattoos and piercings were actually used to worship um, pagan gods and Mm -hmm. other various fake gods back in the day. Right. Um, Back in the day. Back in the day. day. When I was your age. Which day are you referring to specifically? (laughs) The olden times. Back when I had to walk uphill both ways to school in pouring rain and falling snow. I wonder if I can actually pull up the actual verses. Oh, we're going that far. Yeah, we're going that far. Back to Egypt. Yeah. Kirsten's Googling piercing right now, guys. It's getting serious. Like Google Images? Sin. <laughs> Here we go. Perfect. It's the yeah, third we'll it result, the you guys. That should tell you enough. Piercing tattoos, sin. <laughs> Piercing tattoos, sin. Third result. This should tell you enough about this already. Okay. So um, it's under Old Testament law, which I'm actually just going to... Oh, here we go. This is the actual verse. It's Leviticus 19.28. And the most common argument I hear for this, especially one of my um, friends, um, her and I would talk about this a lot, is where... Um, we would be talking about it, and her family was a very conservative, uh, conservative. <laughs> conservative family growing up, and so it was pretty much you take the Bible as it is type of thing. But when you're looking into Old Testament laws, you have to remember that certain laws were uh, civil law, um, ceremonial law, uh-huh. and then moral, um, law. moral, law. moral there law. There we go. That's it. And everyone's taking that as that was moral law. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. It was um, civil law. Yep. Because it was for that, that people in that time period. And the reason that it was was because that was a popular form of expression for worshiping these pagan yeah. gods and fake gods. Now, and, nowadays. And the, and the main reason God said don't do that is because he wanted to set Israel apart. Mm-hmm. And be like we're we're different. And, and the purpose you know. for most of the civil laws in the Old Testament, and it's a very popular one that yep. comes up with various other um, laws that come up in different discussions. But and also, it probably was a lot less safe to get tattoos back then than oh, it is yeah. now. Too that was a big thing for most of the civil law was just like you couldn't. You, the reason you couldn't eat pork was yep. because mm-hmm. they couldn't cook it well back then. Yep. Well enough. So, I mean, don't eat pork because it's bad for you. I mean, it, it was all. Very practical. Yep. All of them. All <laughs> A- the any law in uh, like Exodus or Deuteronomy or whatever that doesn't make sense to you, there is a definite purpose purpose there. And if you do enough research, you'll yeah. find it. Research just how they lived back then. Yep. And that's... Yeah. They're, we were wandering in the desert for 40 years, guys. They needed to find some way to keep clean. And, you know, to, to not die from yep. diseases. And just a clarif- uh, clarification on the laws real quick, too, is we're talking about civil law and ceremonial law and then um, moral law. The civil law was what, like, as Caleb said, applied to that time period, mm-hmm. to that those specific people at the time. 
uh, ceremonial law is, for example, marriages. And mm-hmm. we go, we, um, something that was held back then and is still held now, where we would go through the process of um, pretty much uh, showing the sanction of marriage, pretty right. much. How I usually um, explain the ceremonial law is I say it's for ceremonies and then move on. <laughs> because like, well, if whenever... I give an example, <laughs> the problem is most people yeah. don't know what the word ceremonial means that's nowadays. That's so what? That's so dumb. Marriage is uh, like the first one that comes speak to mind. Well. Don't yeah. speak wellness. They don't speak wellness. And then people. moral law is law that applies for all time, which is what people assume. All that people, e- all time. Yeah. All people, all time. Yeah, sorry. At least all Christians. You can't really hold non-Christians. Well, it's it's yeah. for all people. All it time. is for yeah, all. And you're, they're going to be judged by that. Yeah, but you can't but really expect you can't them expect not them to, them to <laughs> yeah. follow it. But yeah. So, yeah, so there's that. It's it's not thing on tattoos and piercings, you guys. No. <laughs> At least the main argument no. for Boom. it. Do you want yeah. to touch a little bit on the body as a temple thing? Because um, if not, I can touch on that. See. Okay, I'm just gonna go into it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, another main argument you'll hear is, oh, your body is a temple, and you shouldn't be, you know, piercing it. You shouldn't be getting tattoos on it because, you know, as I said, you wouldn't graffiti the walls of a temple. You wouldn't, you know, poke holes in the walls of a temple. That kind of thing. And those same people will go to McDonald's. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like, literally, if you are eating fast food, you have no right to talk to anyone about getting a tattoo. Sure, sure, a little ink under your skin is probably not the healthiest thing for you to do. <laughs> McDonald's is definitely but, not the healthiest thing But McDonald's thing for you. is undeniably not a healthy option. But you also need to think, how much is really healthy nowadays? We yeah. have chemicals in our shampoos, chemicals in our food. But that's Everyone's the thing. heating up things mm-hmm. with microwaves. <laughs> Basically, we can go back to the to the the verse we were talking about before of judge not. Mm-hmm. What that says is if you is if you're um, if you have the same sin in your life that you can't say a word. Yeah, that you're not supposed to. That if um, if before you. Try That's to get the, the speck. Of that verse. Yeah, before you try to get the speck out of your brother's eye, first get the log out of your own, mm-hmm. and that fits perfectly with what we were just talking about. Yeah, it's like you Why need to make... be if if you if you believe that your body is a temple, and obviously the Bible says that the Bible says your body is a temple, you need to take care of it, and so you know in in that's talking about you know sexual sin and you know the way you just take care of your body with food and exercise and then also, you know, tattoos and piercings and stuff like that. I feel like the the last thing you should be worried about, I feel like you should get everything else right with your temple first and then worry about tattoos and piercings. Yeah. Because they don't really hurt you at all. Not really at all. Well, it's fine. as opposed to there are a lot more extreme, like if you go into the body modification world, that yeah. is a whole oh, different well, side and a whole different, different spectrum. We're not talking of, about that at yeah, all. We're not that, saying that you should uh, have your teeth chiseled to look like a lizard. Or something, a popular one nowadays is um, elf ears where they re- reconstruct the uh, yeah. cartilage of your ear, Ooh. which is highly not recommended. Yeah. <laughs> highly not recommended. <laughs> um, but that's uh, Highly not obviously. recommended. That's actually a funny line. Because <laughs> usually people say highly recommended. Highly no. no. Really? Zero highly out of ten. No. <laughs> Zero out of ten. But Zero when you're but inflicting yeah. injury onto your body, yeah. I believe that that would be a don't, sin against that. your body as a temple type of thing. But yeah, you know, getting your ears pierced, 
There's nothing wrong it, with guys, that, people. It, it doesn't matter. And, I mean, and go, it, okay, it does go back to this, though. You could say that maybe we could apply the Don't Let Your Brother Stumble verse to this, though. Maybe. I was How thinking about that. About doing that? I was thinking about that, but honestly, if it is a civil law, and, okay, like, honestly, if somebody walked by you and is like, oh, that girl has a piercing, she must be Satanist. Who thinks that? <laughs> Let's say somebody comes into our church next week and says, yo, eating meat, I believe eating meat is wrong and you are causing me to stumble. Does that mean everybody in the church should then immediately stop eating meat? Just because no. that guy is going to start and stop stumbling. Well, that's I think, what no, listen, what I think, think? it's a, listen, I think it's a more specific thing than that. Like, it's not like everyone in this church should stop eating meat because it's one person in the church <laughs> that you might meet. <laughs> that you might meet. <laughs> You want to do a cannibalism now? <laughs> no, no. Oh no, that that was taking a weird place. Basically, what I'm saying is, if it's like this, uh, mom and dad, our, our parents, um, Michael and Christy Powers, they're pretty awesome. Um, they made a decision early on, um, like when they were doing youth ministry, to not like go out for a glass of wine, like at a restaurant or something like that simply because if you know maybe there's a kid who's struggling with that and they walk into the restaurant and they see them drinking wine that's the situation of causing your brother to stumble. or i mean even if the kid's parents have mm-hmm. a drinking problem or something like that yeah coming there and seeing that that this just doesn't set a good image yeah so but that's the that's thing a specific to... situation yes. though we're not saying that like you should refrain from drinking alcohol forever in any situation because one person you know does you know has that problem that's not what we're saying at all we're saying be mindful of these situations and you know make good judgment calls pray about it read your bible and just use your judgment that god gave you so i feel like if there's one thing we could ever get across with this podcast is if you're a christian and you're not praying and reading your bible you you got nothing buddy it's <laughs> funny because this is a not really a podcast about Christianity entirely. Which it's, which part comes first, Caleb? Oh. Christian or artist? But even oh, with the causing your brother to stumble, there's um, besides the fact that that's probably a little oversimplified, to say the least, as well. Mm-hmm. But you also go into you also have to remember that obviously that's a commandment in the, or. Uh, you shouldn't cause your brother to stumble, but you also have to remember who the person is sitting here as well, because the person is responsible for, responsible for their own sin. Now, you are committing mm. an entirely different sin, but the person themselves would also be committing the sin, mm. and that is something that they would have to deal in with their own situation. <clears throat> and the the person's responsible for their own sin pretty much mm-hmm. yeah um even though you can't um turn around and be like oh well it's not my fault i sinned because that person caused me to sin mm-hmm. a person doesn't cause you the sin mm. you cause yeah. yourself to sin mm-hmm. and obviously we should be looking out for our brothers and oh, sisters course. in christ but we're not responsible for their actions yeah. you know i mean there there was a, a sermon that lecrae did uh, I don't even know when, but I watched it a few months ago or something like that. And he was talking about the situation where he had this men's ministry. I'm not sure if this was a hypothetical story, if it was real. 
he's talking about this, he was in this like men's youth group kind of a thing. And they were all challenging each other and this one guy comes in and says, man, looking at pornography and you know, I just need some help to get out of this kind of a thing. And they're like, you know, man, we'll you know, help you out and stuff like that. And you know, uh, we got your back and just, you know, we'll check up on you kind of a thing. And then he comes back next week and man, I just, I just couldn't stop. I looked at it again and got few the first few days, but then came back and just kind of goes on a couple weeks later, he says, where is your war effort? Why aren't you trying? Mm -hmm. And at that point, you you can't be responsible for somebody else's actions. If they're not going to try, yeah. that's not your fault. There is an amazing song by Reliant K. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Um, it is, there you go. The Rest is Up to You uh, by Reliant K. It's on the album, The Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek. It is so good because it talks about you know, people who've gone through difficult situations, people who are struggling with things, and, you know, we're, we're always trying to help them, obviously, but it says, the, the chorus goes, the rest is up to you. We've do, I've done that all, all that I can do, the rest is up to you. you we can't be, we can't be uh, you know, babysitting people all the time, you know, in every situation being like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. People are people, they need to make their own decisions, and you can't feel responsible for, someone else's mistakes because it's their decision. You also need to understand, though, as well, you're not always going to be surrounded by Christians. This is going into the entire you can't exactly, because in real life, real life's not filtered. Mm -hmm. You're going to experience this stuff out of the Christian community as well. You can't go up to them and be like, oh, you're causing your fellow brother to stumble. They're going to reply, I'm not following the Bible. Well, they're going to reply something else probably. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, they're going to be like, it's they're not following the Bible. They believe that the Bible does Uh not apply to them. And so that's also something you have to take in perspective as well is that life is not going to be catered to you Mm -hmm. as well. Yep. Cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that... Basically just wraps up everything, right? Pretty much. I mean, we've, we've wrapped up everything quite a few times and then brought up a new topic. <laughs> wrap that one up. This is a really so, long episode, guys. Yeah, this well, is I like mean, twice is, as long as the original one. This that's is what probably my I favorite so here. far. This I is mean, definitely my favorite so far. Not to so diss far. on the other people we've had on here. No, but, but that's, uh, I feel like every every new one is going to be our favorite <laughs> so far. Yeah, I just, we, we've talked about a lot this time and we are going to be hated by people. And that makes <laughs> me happy. That just, that just warms my heart. <laughs> So we'll do a quick little bit of a wrap-up here just to kind of, um, you know, bring all the things we've been talking about into focus and, you know, have a good conclusion on it. Um, What you're trying to do as a Christian artist, you're trying to portray reality and you're not trying to pull any punches, but you're also trying to have integrity. You're not, you're supposed to stand out as a Christian, and you're not supposed to just give in to things that the world is saying that you should do. Um, you know, you're not supposed to compromise any sort of moral boundaries that the Bible has set up, but you're also not trying to sugarcoat anything. You're trying to be real, but also moral. 
And I honestly believe there's a fine line there between... There is a very fine, very, very fine line. Not just this. I mean, like, almost every single topic you could possibly <laughs> yep. think of in the Bible. There's, there's a no, happy medium. Yep. There's a happy medium. Pretty much nothing is, is one, one side of the other. So walking the fine line, probably wondering, well, that sounds incredibly diff- difficult. How am I supposed to do this? We have God. We are supposed to be dependent on God. Boom. So... Don't be reading what you want to hear in the Bible. Mm. Be reading what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. So basically, we're just coming back to the thing. We're always going to say, read, read your Bible, Bible and pray. pray. <laughs> really, just communicate with God. Just do it. That's that's the main point of this podcast. Do the thing. Neck it up, man. Just do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that wraps up this I guess podcast. that does. Well, it does. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, you can find us on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian artist show and our website for now it I might change in the future is uh, Chris, uh, the Christian um, and you can also find us at christianartist.podbean.com that's where our episodes are streamed from and also on iTunes so we're everywhere guys Everywhere you look, we are there. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can find all of these links in the linear notes. In the linear notes? (laughs) As opposed to the circular notes. (laughs) In the liner notes. I'm hanging my head in (laughs) shock. Pretty much any reference we make in this podcast and the links to all of our social media and stuff like that is going to be in the liner notes. You can check that out as well as a description of this episode. And I have a feeling this description will be long because we cover lots of topics. (laughs) So if you are still here after this entire episode, we have a special hashtag for you. What's our hashtag, guys? Congratulations, you actually listened this far. I mean, That's not our hashtag. Hashtag you get a cookie. (laughs) That's our hashtag, guys. If you listened this far, tweet uh, at Christ underscore art underscore show. With the hashtag, you get a cookie. But seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for actually listening to this. Because without uh-huh. you, yeah. we would not be able to feed our families and make the show. <laughs> <laughs> our non-existent children, as we spoke about earlier. And the non-existent money. Yeah. And you don't non-existent get- marriages. All right, so that wraps up our show for the evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Um, it's really late at night for us. Um, yeah, uh, that's pretty much the end. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And my name is Kirsten. This was The Christian Artist. Signing off. Well, it still is The Christian Artist, but the episode oh, is done as yeah. of now. This yeah. was an episode of The Christian Artist. Yeah, we're still going, guys. Don't worry. We'll still be here next week. Tune in then. Until Please. next time. Bye. I love you all. Are we gonna end this now? Longest. Are we? Are we gonna end it now? Ever. Are we gonna? Are we gonna still? Are, are we're still going. We're we're still going. I said bye. I'm pretty sure they've already stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, they stopped if listening not, like 45 yeah. minutes ago. You know what? You yeah. keep saying this. They're probably like, I'm not even gonna tweet them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag you get a cookie, guys. If you tweet us, we will send you a cookie in the mail. Just don't. No, we won't do that. No, we won't. Just don't expect it to be edible or for it to actually get there.
And if we find your address, that would be concerning. Oh, oh, well, one last thing before we go. I do actually, no, no, this is a legit thing. No, I'm serious now. If Wait, you, no, 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 listen, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was being funny before. I was just kidding about everything. I wasn't being serious the entire episode. Completely <laughs> ignore everything I said. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, seriously though, one thing. If you did like this, um, like this episode, like our podcast, um, you know, like our page on Facebook, you follow us on Twitter, you know, uh, give us some comments, tweet at us, tell us what we did right, tell us what we did wrong, what you want to see in the future. Um, if you feel like it, give us a review on iTunes. That helps boost up the ranks on there. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and go tell us what we did wrong and how much you hate us. Or if you love us, you get a cookie. That's the end. <laughs>